Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, and welcome back. This is going to be for Isaiah chapter 53. In the book Isaiah, the Times of Fulfillment, it says, This small chapter is without doubt the greatest single Old Testament prophecy foretelling the coming of Messiah. This chapter is quoted by New Testament writers more than any other, at least ten times. Citations in the New Testament following the, the wording of the Septuagint. This is also quoted by Isaiah or by Abinadi in uh, Mosiah chapter 14. Verse 1, who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? In other words, faith is required before revelation. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground, apostate Israel. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty. In the Hebrew it says, it is not for his appearance that we should desire him. Biblical scholars conjecture that this passage refers not to the Savior's physical appearance, but the fact that Jesus would not come in a glorious manner as the Jews were expecting. Joseph Fielding Smith interpreted these words to mean that Jesus would look like an ordinary man, and thus the Jews would not recognize him as the Son of God. Verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men. Jesus was rejected by his own people, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. In other words, they shunned him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. The people would look upon Jesus as one who has leprosy. Jesus suffered for our sins. The fact that he was crucified also means that uh, they, the Jews believed he was cursed. He was wounded, or better translation is pierced fatally for our transgressions. He was bruised, a better translation is that he was crushed. Notice that it's a broken heart and a contrite spirit here, too, that he's talking about. For our, for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus suffered for everybody. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his, her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Isaiah speaks as though these events had already happened. When Jesus was brought before those that uh, were going to try him, that he, he did not open his mouth in his own defense, which he could do if he wanted to. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he... Because although he had no, he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in the in his mouth. Remember that he was crucified with two uh, thieves, and that his grave was that of a rich person, Joseph of Arimathea. Yet it pleased the Lord. Pleased is probably not the right word, but the Lord had to do it. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. The righteous are his seed. Remember that as we are baptized and receive our covenants, that we are become children of Jesus Christ, spiritually begotten. He shall prolong his days. The glory of the righteous will be forever, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. 
He shall see it of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. Christ satisfied the demands of the atonement. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus inherits all that the Father has. If men accept the atonement of Jesus Christ and live worthy lives, they may become joint heirs with Christ. A joint heir is one who inherits equally with all other heirs, including the chief heir who is the Son. Now in um, Mosiah chapter 15, Abinadi gives the interpretation of this chapter that we've just read. So I'm going to read that next. However, if you want to stop here because you're done with Isaiah for a while, that's okay. I'm going to continue. I'm going to read chapter 15 of Mosiah here. Now, Abinadi said unto them, I would that ye should understand that God himself shall come down among the children of men and shall redeem his people. Christ is Jehovah. The, this message of Abinadi is similar to the message given by the angel to King Benjamin. And because he dwelleth in flesh, he shall be called the Son of God, or Elohim. And having subjected the flesh to the will of the Father, being the Father and the Son. Christ is the Father in several ways. First, by creation. Father by creation, he is known as the Father of heaven and earth. Two, Father through spiritual rebirth, those who are born again are adopted into the family of Christ. We become his sons and his daughters. And three, he is the Father by divine investiture of authority. He came to the earth in his Father's name. Verse three, the, uh, the Father, because he was conceived by the power of God and the Son because of the flesh, thus becoming the Father and the Son. And they are one God, yea, the very eternal Father of heaven and of earth, and thus the flesh becoming subject to the Spirit, or the Son to the Father, being one God, suffereth temptation, and yieldeth not to the temptation, but suffereth himself to be mocked, and scourged, and cast out, and disowned by his people. When mortals become totally subject to God, they will have passed the test and are ready to go on. That was by Hugh Nibley. Verse 6, and after this, all... And after all this, after working many mighty miracles among the children of men, he shall be led, yea, even as, as Isaiah said, as a sheep before the shearer is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Yea, even so shall he be led, crucified and slain, the flesh becoming subject even unto death, the will of the Son being swallowed up in the will of the Father. And thus God breaketh the bands of death, having gained the victory over death, giving the Son power to make intercession for the children of men, having ascended into heaven having the bowels of mercy filled with compassion towards the children of men, standing betwixt them and justice, having broken the bands of death, having taken upon himself their iniquity and their transgressions, having redeemed them and satisfied the demands of justice. And now I say unto you, who shall declare his generation? Behold, I say unto you, that when his soul hath been, has been made an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. And now what say ye, and who shall be his seed? Behold, I say unto you that whosoever has heard the words of the prophets, yea, all the holy prophets who have prophesied concerning the coming of the Lord, I say unto you that all those who have hearkened unto their words and believed that the Lord would redeem his people and have looked forward to that day for a remission of their sins, I say unto you that these are his seed, or they are the heirs of the kingdom of God. For these are they whose sins he has borne. These are they who, for whom he has died to redeem them from their transgressions. And now are they not his seed? Yea, and are not the prophets, every one that has opened his mouth to prophesy, that has not fallen into transgression. I mean all the holy prophets ever since the world began. I say unto you that they are his seed. Now Abinadi answers the question about who, whose feet are beautiful. And these are they who have published peace, who have brought forth good tidings of good, 
who have published salvation and, and said unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. And oh, how beautiful upon the mountains are their feet. And again, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those that are still publishing peace. And again, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who shall hereafter publish peace. Yea, from this time henceforth and forever. Behold, I say unto you, this is not all. For oh, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of, the, of him that bringeth good tidings, that is the founder of peace. Yea, even the Lord who has redeemed his people. Yea, him who has granted salvation unto his people. For were it not for the redemption which he hath made for his people, which was prepared from the foundation of the world, I say unto you, were it not for this, all mankind must have perished. But behold, the bands of death shall be broken, and the sun reigneth and hath power over the dead. Therefore he bringeth to pass the resurrection of the dead. And there cometh a resurrection, even a first resurrection, yea, or even a resurrection of those that have been, and who are, and who shall be, even until the resurrection of Christ, for so it shall be called. And so um, he's talking here about the first resurrection, that at Jesus' death, that people will be resurrected, and then also at his second coming, there'll be another period of great resurrection. Verse 22, and now the resurrection of all the prophets and all those that have, re have believed in their words or all those that have, been, have kept the commandments of God shall come forth in the first resurrection. Therefore, they are the first resurrection. They are raised to dwell with God who has redeemed them. Thus, they have eternal life through Christ who has, spoken the, who has broken the bands of death. And these are those who have part in the first resurrection. And these are they that have died before Christ came in their ignorance, not having salvation declared unto them. And thus the Lord bringeth about the restoration of these, and they have a part in the first resurrection, or have eternal life, being redeemed by the Lord. And little children also have eternal life, but behold in fear, and tremble before God, for ye ought to tremble. For the Lord redeemeth none such that rebel against him, and die in their sins. Yea, even all those that have perished in their sins ever since the world began, that have willfully rebelled against God, that have known the commandments of God, and would not keep them, these are they that have no part in the first resurrection. Therefore ought ye not to tremble, for salvation cometh to none such. For the Lord hath redeemed none such, yea, neither can the Lord redeem such, for he cannot deny himself, for he cannot deny justice when it has its claim. And now I say unto you that the, same, that the time shall come, that the salvation of the Lord shall be declared to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Yea, thy watchmen shall lift up their voice, with the voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord hath comforted his people, he hath redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. That's the end of the chapter out of Mosiah, and that helps us better understand a little bit of uh, these words of Isaiah. So uh, anyway, that's the end of chapter 53, and we'll see you next time. Bye.